Blog Talk Radio. of emergency. Bitches, 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 bitches. You want me to do? I'm sorry. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. I'm back. back. Corporate loving hustle. Making money hustle. Independent business. 24 struggle. On the block hustle. Crooked cop hustle. No sleep in these streets. 24 struggle. On the stroll hustle. Tricking John hustle. Working the pole. That's your goal. 24 struggle. Counterfeit hustle. Politics hustle. Poppin' off so we all bubble bubble. Who you loving? Who you wanna be hugging? 
now tuned in to the mother uh, greatest. Yes, we you know we hustles around here. No grass grows under your our feet over here in the chat room. Hey, y'all, welcome to Let's Chat. I am Leisha, and you know I got my right hand, and most of the time she is my left hand. The fabulous Miss Tony. Hey, T. Hey, Leisha girl, how you doing? Girl, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Long day, long day. It's been such a long day. I'm so happy it's Friday tomorrow. <laughs> I know what you mean. Now, we got a fabulous, fabulous show for the people today. We got special guest authors, Terry, Boss Lady Branch, Legio, Hunt, and Dewan Moss Johnson. They're going to come and kick it in the chat room with us on today. I'm so excited. We want to say shout out to Legio. She made it to the New York Times bestseller list with her book she wrote with Carl Weber. Oh, I can't wait to hear about that. Absolutely, absolutely. So I'm excited. I'm excited. So kick it off, kick it off. Tell everybody about the chat room and what we love to do. Absolutely. Once again, my name is Tony, and we'd like to thank you guys for joining us this evening here on Let's Chat. You know, we come live every Thursday and Friday here in the chat room. Now, for those that are new to our show, I'm ad living tonight because I'm long way from home and my desk. <laughs> Being here in the ATL, but here on Left Chat, we love doing things the royal way. And not just literature, you know, we celebrate, in addition to literature, we do. We've had guests in the field of lawyers, even some sports commentators, politicians, producers, publicists. So anything that affects our lives on a daily basis. You can be sure they have come to the doors of the chat, but we do it in the royal way because that's the only way Leisha and I know how to do it. Now, we celebrate it. We bring you their passion so that our listeners can hear what, why they do what they do because you never know who may be listening. You could be touching someone and you don't even know it. So we hope you guys are ready to get ready to enjoy these fabulous ladies that are coming in tonight. We always enjoy when Terry comes on and we got to hear about that new book with Jill and Carl Weber. But sit back, get your questions ready, press your one, or just listen in. We are just so happy that you guys are joining Leisha and I this evening. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, we always got good things going on here on Let's Chat. But let me tell y'all, I'm about to share. Because, you know, I have a house. And so they came to dig up the septic tank. So we got the septic tank at the house, right? And so you know mm-hmm. me, I don't know nothing about that. What's the septic tank, right? And so I'm like, when the man kept knocking on the door, <laughs> Tony kept looking like somebody at the door. <laughs> so he kept knocking on the door because they're supposed to dig up the 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 um thing in the backyard. So they digging, they digging, mm-hmm. they digging. It seemed like they was knocking on the door every five minutes. And so. Let me tell y'all, I saw this black stuff that looked like tar, and I thought it was like that foam that um, they put in things to, like, I don't know. I didn't know what the tank looked like on the inside, how big it was. I can't have no details on what, what a septic tank is, right? And so I mm-hmm. saw this black stuff, 
And I'm like, he's like, so, yeah, your tank is full. So, mind you, the people that have the, the two owners previous didn't have the tank pumped. You're supposed to have your septic tank pumped every three to five years. And so this is the 13th year. So the, the tank is full to the brim. And the black stuff was toilet paper, y'all. You know, toilet paper does not break down. Mm-hmm. And so when it gets old, it gets dark like tar. And wow. so the, the septic tank is what holds all the waste. So it was like 13 years worth of waste in the tank. I was like, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> You know, people call that a come to Jesus moment. You know, when you mm-hmm. get your septic tank pumped because it's it's stank. And so I was like, the house was constipated. And look, and now all the all the toilets super super flush. <laughs> like the toilets super flush now. They like woo. Okay, that's my story for the day. I know it wasn't all that funny, but it was funny to me because I was like, it seems like every pool is super flush today. <laughs> and in the middle of getting the tank pumped, I'm trying to to cook. <laughs> right, so T comes in. I, I'm, I cooked for her yesterday. So she came in and she made some pancakes and she made some bacon to go with the frittata that I made. And... um. <laughs> I'm like, so, yeah, it's going to stink while <laughs> you cook it. But I didn't know how bad it was going to stink. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that oh, was an bad. experience, Lee. It was an experience. It was. It was an experience. <laughs> it really was. Okay, that's my story for the day. We don't have a topic tonight, Lisa, but is there anything that we want to focus on? Because, you know, we love our topics here on Let's Chat. Uh, let's talk about best-selling authors. Okay. I think all authors are best-selling authors. I've been mm-hmm. getting into audiobooks, and I noticed that my reading, what I, the things that uh, spark my interest literary-wise, are a little different. Mm-hmm. So I read uh, Sarah Jakes Roberts' book via um, audible. I will mm-hmm. say this about audible. I cannot read like a, a nonfiction book on audible because right. it's distracting. But a fiction book I can read on audible. And so I listened to her book on audible. It was really good. Uh, not staying safe. I'll get the topic, uh, the title for y'all and post it on my page. But the book was awesome. Make sure y'all get it. And so yesterday mm-hmm. I read, uh, I started listening to Devon Franklin's book. That's Making Good Husband's book, which uh, talks about um, being spiritual in a secular world because, you know, he, he deals in Hollywood. And so that's a, mm-hmm. it's good so far. He, like, hits on a lot of important topics. So I'm going to make sure that, I post um, the link so you guys can get y'all one click on. But those are really good books um, that I've read via Audible. Um, awesome reads, awesome reads so far. Mm-hmm. Um, the next book I think I want to try, I want to read Wesley Snipes. You know, y'all, Wesley Snipes got a book out, um, a book that he hopes to turn into a movie. And so I want to read that, and that's more like a horror-type book because it's going to uh, be – 
about, you know, the vampires and you know how he do with the vampires and all of that. And so I normally mm-hmm. don't read books like that, but I'm just interested to see um, how, it, how it reads and flows. Mm-hmm. I haven't actually listened to an audible book because um, I just kind of have my own visual and the characters. So I might have to try that out because, you know, in our head, all our books are movies. And we actually see and feel and everything. And I don't want to be disappointed in just having one voice read the whole book. Because in my head, all my characters have different voices. Yes. And you know what? That is so very true. And I will say this. I have an Alexa. And so they can read a Kindle book to you or they can read the audio book. And so I tried to read a couple of audio books and I couldn't get into mm-hmm. the book because the voices, the narrative voices were distracting. Every narrative mm-hmm. voice is not a good voice. And it, and what I did right. was I sampled other books that this, you know, the narrative uh, audio person did. And I'm like, I just don't like their voice because all of those books, I'm like, nah, I didn't like that so much. Even from the samples. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will mm-hmm. say that the the nonfiction books were easier to do via audible. I will also say that it has to do with the person's pen. Because let me tell y'all, mm-hmm. y'all know I love me some Nika Michelle, right? And so, you know, mm-hmm. Forbidden Fruit, you know she got another Forbidden Fruit coming out, right? And right. I read that, but I had the Kindle version read. And it has to do with the author's pen. When you show more versus telling, it brings us into the story. I did Forbidden Fruit, and I just had the Alexa read the Kindle version, and I, w- I was into it. That I was like, ooh, this mm-hmm. is good. But mm-hmm. the, it's the narrative voice. The narrative voice can be so distracting. Mm-hmm. Ooh, interesting. I'm going to have to try to check that out. And uh, speaking of uh, Nika Michelle, you know, um, sometimes in between editing and shows, I may be able to pick up a book and actually do some enjoyable reading. Um, I actually just finished Maria Norflick. I want to say her book. I've really gotten into her work again. And I also started Nika's. I don't know where I was between New York and Atlanta when I started it, but I'm going to be interested to pick up her pen because I haven't read anything of hers in a minute because, you know, Lisa and I, we have so many things going on. We'd be Sometimes so we don't have the, yeah, we don't have the time to pleasure read. So we try to grab it when we can. But I will say, you know, as a reader, when you're a reader and your book, your, your passion is books, like I'll walk into a bookstore. I like to smell a book. But I, I don't know, I got mm-hmm. this thing about the formatting of books. And I look at all books, New York Times best-selling books. I look at the first five pages. I'll be like, they thought this book was a New York Times best-selling book? You couldn't even get me past the uh, <laughs> prologue. What is, what is this mess? But there are some authors that I kind of will drop things for because I have to uh, fill their passion. I have to be able to fill their pen by the time um, I'm finished reading that book. And Mm-hmm. That makes it hard, especially being a publisher, because I can't get into everybody's pen. You have to have, you've got to have a special pen to draw me in. 
And most mm-hmm. readers are the same way. You have to put them you have to put them in their head. You have to get in their head as an author. You have to be in their head from the first page forward, in their head. They gotta be curious about something. They gotta wanna know something, but out of curiosity, not because you left like holes where you didn't explain stuff. And it's gotta mm-hmm. you gotta really get them and wrap them into your pen. And I love love, love authors that have universal pens. They they have the ability to throw three and four different genres into their book and they wrap you up in their pen. I I love it. And so Nika Michelle, she too. got Forbidden Fruit Six, which is available now, y'all. Y'all gotta go and get that. It's a full novel. She ain't took no shorts on this one. This is a long book, a full book. I'm excited. I love her pen. I love this series. Make sure y'all go get y'all one click on. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I do also love the, the different genres that can be found in one book because those are the types of books that keep you up all night knowing you got to get up in the morning to go to work and you still one more page, one more page, just to the end of this chapter. Yes, exactly, exactly. And the thing is, uh, shout out to Victoria Christopher Murray. We love her here on Let's Chat, but she always talks about your book having legs. And I threw in, you have to have, your, you have to be your book's legs until your book create legs of its own. But your characters can create your legs of your books. Mm-hmm. And so this is the thing. When you are, um, you have a book where you, your characters are in, you, you're not getting those legs. You need Your book needs to have legs. It needs to be able to travel where you aren't traveling because that's part of word of mouth. You know, where people are like, yeah, honey, let me tell you, page 53, it was everything. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, um, you know, speaking of, of authors and getting into some material, one of our guests tonight, um, Terry Boss Lady Branch, I was introduced to her pen through <laughs> Justin. You know, so it's I love having our guests in and getting to get new readers, new material into my library. So we're going to see what Miss Boss Lady has been up to when she gets into the chat room. And if you haven't picked that up, make sure that you pick up that heat. Now, that's some heat, Leash. Those are many voices in my head because if anybody read the, the book, there's some characters, and I do mean characters up in that book. <laughs> Firestarter, just the title alone. <laughs> Absolutely, but we got our first guest. Now, this one right here, she is so sweet, y'all. Let me tell y'all, her pen is nice. She is so sweet, and we love her to pieces here on Let's Chat. She always shows us love no matter what. We appreciate that. Now, she got this book, Beautiful Mistake. I got some questions about that there cover and some, you know, some questions there that um, I'm going to need her to answer. But <laughs> <laughs> so we got the fabulous one, Moss. She's coming to kick it with us, so let me get her up in here. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Okay. How are you? I am great, and I'm happy to be back on the show. Hey, Duane, welcome to that chat, girl. We missed you. <laughs> This won't be my last time, and it's not my first time. <laughs> that's that's right. That's right. She's family, honey. You know we keep the key under the, the plant pot out front. You come yeah. in whenever you get ready. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so you got to let us know what's been going on in your world. What's, what's, what you been cooking in your creative kitchen since the last time you were uh, here on Let's Chat? 
Well, you know, I have beautifulness steak coming out, and that's just wonderful. But I decided to do a series with beautifulness steak, and uh, beautifulness mm-hmm. steak is about a lady journey, and she's in a triangle with um, one of her best friends. His name is um, Aaron, and the married guy that she loves, and his name oh. is Lyric. And uh, she really thinks that she's in love with him, and he does really love him, so he leaves his wife, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm really enjoying writing it because um, these characters are just taking on a life of their own. I look at my paperwork, my um, my writers, I'm like, oh, so. <laughs> <laughs> got that, got that. Heart stopper in there sounds like yeah, it is, and it starts off so steamy, steamy, steamy. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So I'm excited. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to be reeling in some um, new readers. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. That's a beautiful thing. Now tell us, tell us uh, about your new book. What can we expect from your pen in this book? I know you. Told us who's about the drama, what's going to be coming coming on a little bit with the drama. But um, tell us a little more of what your readers can expect. What do you want them to come away with after they read book one of that series? I want them to be entertained, but as I do with all of my stories, I touch on a mental illness, and my whole series will be about different mental illness. I, I just want to bring awareness to it and um, show what a person is like medicated and mm-hmm. not medicated. So I I mm-hmm. do both sides with each of my characters. So wow. it's about entertainment and it's about mental illness. Like Journey in Beautiful Mistake, she lives with bipolar. Mm-hmm. And she's hypersexual. When she's on manic, so it talks about that. Mm. Wow. Yeah, it's, I, I'm enjoying writing it, and, and I'm ready for my readers to get it in their hands. Mhm. Now, how close? How much research did you have to do as far as the difference in personality and behavior with and without medication? I'm sorry, this is oh. Tony. We got to try to remember to say who we are because we sound so much alike. <laughs> well, I didn't know what mental illness I wanted to give Journey, so I um, researched all kinds of mental illness, and uh, I had an associate, and she has about thirteen mental illnesses, and mm-hmm. I, uh, I just watched her go from one personality to another one. So that helped me out a lot. But I did the bipolar for journey because that's my story. I mm-hmm. I, I deal with bipolar. So I wanted mm-hmm. to bring that to the forefront mm-hmm. uh, first. Mm-hmm. So it was real easy to write a beautiful mistake because I could pull from it. But I did do research. Mm-hmm. Because and for all of those that don't know what bi- being bipolar is, tell everybody a little bit about that and and how your world 
runs daily with it? Well, uh, bipolar is um, you're either really, really de- uh, depressed, and then you you can hit manic, and manic will have you, um, you know, you be um, on a high. You uh, spend your bill money, you're hypersexual. It's different things. And um, when I'm not medicated, I'm on, I'm, I'm on manic, and then I take a, a deep plunge. And um, I tend to do that like most people with a mental illness, they start off taking it, but when they start feeling better, they take themselves off the medication, not realizing that the uh, medication was keeping them uh, on an even level. Um, And like I said, uh, when you take it, you're, you're better, you're not completely moody and when you're taking it when i'm not taking it i'm just i cry over everything mm-hmm. and wow. i just want to go shopping and shopping and i can stay up for like three days straight oh wow yeah but there's a downfall because you never know how deep you will fall because i tend to stop taking my medicine when i'm um Writing because I need that rush. I feel like I can mm-hmm. do so much better when I'm not taking my medicine. But the thing about it is, you never know how deep you'll plunge when you come off of mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Now, now, yeah. Dwan, this is Tony. Have you ever written anything that's so close to you before? Beautiful mistake. Um. <laughs> Let me see. I did, um, I guess, um, the first one, the X Chronicles, uh, I Will mm-hmm. Love You So For Always, uh, mm-hmm. that was very close. That was very close. I got a lot of emails asking uh, if it was me. Mm-hmm. And um, Single Mama Dating Drama, that was just pure, uh, I, I think that's my best, best, best. And that's about mm-hmm. a, a black widow who tries enter uh, Nate dating. And mm-hmm. uh, all I want for Christmas is about uh, a couple that ends up having a little person, which is a dwarf, um, as a child. And the husband is debating leaving or not. So, mm-hmm. wow. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, no, that's what you got you wrote okay. all of those books with Brown Girls Publishing. Tell us how you got connected with Brown Girls. Uh, they had a call for um, short stories for um, for all of the books, and I just sent in one. I was a part of the uh, selection, and I just uh, kept submitting for every um, every uh, chronicles, every anthology. So uh, that was good. That was a startup. Uh, it gave me more confidence to um, write my debut mm-hmm. novel. Mm-hmm. And you can't go wrong with um, Brown Girl Publishing. <laughs> what you say? Oh no, no, you can't. <laughs> but I am mm-hmm. self-publishing the next, um, the next, uh, the next. I guess all of my books. I will be self-publishing 
or going through a nature. Now, this is Tony once again, John. And the reason I asked the question, um, if you've written anything else pertaining that touched you personally, is because bipolar is a very, very uh, common but uncommon uh-huh. illness. And you see it more in the headlines uh-huh. as it pertains to when the family has to call the police to try to subdue their right. loved ones. So I was wondering, how did you approach it personally, and did you learn anything about yourself when you balanced the the, um, choice of taking your medication as opposed to not taking it? Did you learn anything that you can take forward? Uh, What I can take forward is to keep myself on medication and to keep uh, seeing my therapist. Um, Mm -hmm. I... uh, as far as writing and hitting homes, a home uh, sometimes it's very hard because I'm talking about something that I've gone through that was very, very painful, and yeah. uh, I just have to stop writing, or I I'm like, okay, I can't write this, I can't write this. It just stops, but I inv- eventually get through it. Mm-hmm. But it's very hard. Uh, it's very hard living with it sometimes with and without medication for me, mm-hmm. for me. Mm-hmm. But I, I let, I let all of that, um, I, I put that all in my characters. Mm-hmm. Now, is this a standalone or is that a series? It's a standalone, but I'm doing it in a series because I have so many, um, good stories. Uh, Journey has a crazy, a best friend whose name is Stormy. So I wanted to do Stormy Story next because Stormy plays a big part in how this story unfolds. Stormy mm-hmm. is the instigator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's the instigator. She's the instigator. I have a hard time with her. I don't like Stormy. <laughs> Now, now you know Leisha and I are book bougies here on this chat, and um, yeah, we 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 claim it. We we claim it. We can't we can't deny it. I love the characters. Your character's name. You have Journey, Stormy, and Lyrics, right? Yeah. How much do How much do you put into naming your characters? Because I love these names. I uh, I just know what I want my characters. To be like, and I just uh, think of the name. Like I have a um, soy bath and um, body business, and when I create mm-hmm. a scent, comes from what I think about when I smell it. So that's how I do my uh, stories. Like mm-hmm. this girl yeah. causing all kinds of problems. I'm gonna name her Stormy because <laughs> she crazy journey journey. <laughs> Journey is on the journey of her bipolar and being stuck between two guys. Okay. And Lyric, uh, he's just awesome. Okay, now I'm sure stuck between that. Now, I want to say, do you do your eggs before the chicken? Now, do you create their characteristics and then name them and let them live up to the names, or is it vice versa? No, I just... Vice versa. I come up with the name, and when I do the profile, I just stay on that name. I also do um, a board, like a vision board, where I Mm -hmm. put pictures on so I can just stare at it 
and remember what uh, what each character does and who they are. So I do a vision board with my characters' pictures also. Okay, now I'm going to take you into your character. This is still Tony. Stay, stay with me now, guys. Stay with me. If you had an author ego, which of those characters would you be and why? I want to say Journey. Because be she's journey. I would. I would be Journey because she struggles and because in my past, I've been in a triangle. Mm-hmm. So Journey, Journey has a lot of issues that I've dealt with. So uh, mm-hmm. she's a lot like me, mm-hmm. but although she has this steamy past, she has a coming to Jesus moment, and that's what Aaron mm-hmm. has wanted all of the long. He he knew that uh, God was creating a woman for him. Uh, he felt like it was Journey, but Journey was too busy running after lyrics. Mm. So, mm. and Stormy was doing her development behind the scenes. Now, so who's I'm, together? Stormy and Lyric are together, and Journey is in the middle? No, Journey is um, Lyric's best friend. Okay. Um, and Aaron is uh, married to Sheila, and they've been married for 20 years. Oh. But, um,. Journey wants uh, a life, a love like her family, and she thinks that they have a perfect, fa- um, a perfect family. Her parents have been married for forty years, but in this, she finds out that her parents had their own issues. So the problem that her parents has sort of affects her, her life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Wow. So there's so many different angles in the, in the book, and they sound like powerful angles as, angles as well. Yes, I, I wanted that. My main mm-hmm. concern was making sure people know what each uh, mental illness like. The next book I'm going to, um, Storm is going to have schizophrenia. Oh. Uh-huh, and the, and the next uh, book. So, and wow. that's going to be Beautiful Storm. Beautiful Storm. Wow. She, she, you have some powerful, powerful messages in your book. And, and since so many of them, you kind of have a personal piece of you in each one of them. What has been the most favorite or the most powerful thing to you being an author that you can bring to your readers? Um. It's helping them to understand what mental illness is by introducing entertaining characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what I want them to walk away with knowledge of what knowledge of the life, knowledge in the life of people with mental illness. Because, like you said, it's coming out to the forefront, but it's kind of hidden, especially for African Americans. Mm-hmm. So uh, I wanted to do something that they could relate to. I wanted to have the therapist um, appointments in each one so uh, they could learn and 
by me writing this, I have a whole bunch of people in my inbox or in my write my writer's telephone number uh, saying that they deal with it. Mm-hmm. A lot, a lot it's, of the time. It's true, and and you're absolutely right. The African American community, they're not as forthcoming with these issues right. like like bipolar, schizophrenia. You know the right. the different ailments to it, but it's an actual disease that needs to be talked right. about more, and not at the expense of someone being killed when their family members are trying to get help. Right, 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 right. So uh I and now I'm I'm finishing the beautiful mistake but it's like I stormy just interrupting everything because her <laughs> sto- her story is so crazy and I don't like her but I do like her. Mm-hmm. I, I like her with her past legs. <laughs> So uh, she's all up in the boot to it. Like I said, she's an instigator. That's the devil. Her furniture black. Everything on her oh. black. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then she have a that... touch of red uh, for blood. Everything oh, is black yeah. in her house, but she has a touch of red in every room uh, for blood. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So you're 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 gonna get, you're gonna be overwhelmed with the story of Stormy until she makes her debut in her own book, and she she fighting for it. She want to come <laughs> out before Journey come out, but I can't. I'm too close with Journey, but I find myself making notes for Stormy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, I guess I do like Stormy. Mm-hmm. In her own special way, she's special. She's special, but she has a crazy past that makes her special. That makes her like the devil in disguise. And you know what? That's mm-hmm. another thing I want people to know. Um, hurting people hurt people. So mm-hmm. when people are going for us, we don't know what their past is. Mhm. So uh, that's another thing uh, I wanted to get across. Everybody has a past, but uh, what we do with it, how we get over it is -hmm. what matters in the person we are today. Mm -hmm. That's an interesting quote. Hurting people hurts people. Mm -hmm. That gives you you pause to really think about your actions and the outcome Mm -hmm. of your actions because you don't know how you're going to, uh, affect whoever it is that you're trying to hurt. It may be right. in a different way that you plan to hurt them. Right, right, right. So, uh, like Stormy intends to hurt people, but um, Aaron don't. Because although he's married, he really does love uh, Journey. Mm-hmm. And you know the way that he got married to Sheila uh, is a whole new story in itself. Mm-hmm. Dang, and Sheila got a story too. Oh, another one. <laughs> yes, I got Stormy, I got Sheila, and but you know what? It's so I want to do Aaron and Lyric, but it's so hard for me to write from a male's point of view, like a whole like surrounding them. 
Mm-hmm. Well, you know, Leisha and I, we take many of Victoria's classes when she's not throwing us out. And um, <laughs> it's, it's one thing, <laughs> she's not letting us back in the door, but we try to sneak in when the door is cracked and she doesn't see us. <laughs> but one thing that I, I did take away from one of her many classes is that if you want to get into a character and you're not familiar with them, interview people. Get in their heads. Right. And, 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 you know, and you may not be able to talk about it from a man's point of view, but meet with men and get their their point of view or what they would do in certain situations. You see what I'm trying to say? Uh, I do have And make it authentic. Right. I do have a, a group of men that I, um, I have a different group, like a, if I'm going to do erotica or if I'm going to do um, another one, but I, I, I don't like to say I can't, but uh, I guess mm-hmm. I can. Uh, it's just right was familiar to me as a beginner. Mm-hmm. I guess when right. I get old, uh-huh, when I'm like Jackie Thomas, Princess Gittin, I'd be mm-hmm. more comfortable with it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, I have to remember, I, I, I've taken two of um, Victoria and Rashonda classes also. And mm-hmm. uh, Victoria, I always say, if you want to be a writer, write. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would throw up on paper, throw up on, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. So a lot of times I have a writer's block, but I deal with that by looking at fatal attraction. <laughs> That'll do it. <laughs> yeah, because Cindy in a single mama dating drama, I mean, she's just as scandalous as... um. Stormy, just in a different way. Right. So right. they get my juices uh, flowing because I'm like, okay, my girls uh just as crazy as that TV. <laughs> and they can actually be up there on the TV. Yes. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so I'm That's so awesome. excited. I can't wait for y'all to uh, get it as soon as I get my hands on the paperbacks. I'm giving. I'm mailing them to you. Oh well, we thank you for that. But Dawn, you have so much going on in your world. So many characters in your head. So many characters trying to get their story told. What is it that you do on an off day? Do you have off days when you're not writing? What do you like to do for fun? I like to when I'm not writing, and I write a lot. I like to make candles. I like to make sword massage candles. That really relaxed mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. So uh, mm-hmm. I make soul massage counters to relax and to decompress. Mm-hmm. Now, can I li- can our listeners uh, find anything that you or uh, purchase anything that you do with your candles? If you, yes, if you go to Facebook Sassy Soul Soy, you will see what I have in the fragrances, and I make. Everything I make because I have a slush, I have a sugar scrub. Everything that I make is from uh from my hands, made with love, and I make mm-hmm. everything fresh. Oh. So uh yeah, you can go to Sassy Soul Soy on um uh, Facebook. Mm-hmm. All right. 
Well, we have so enjoyed having you here on Let's Chat. But before you leave the chat room, I'm going to have to ask you a fun question. Okay. And uh, it has to do with food. What type of food would you be and why? <laughs> uh, uh, probably <laughs> Almond Joy. Oh, uh-uh. uh, you went to the sweet side. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sweet. I'm shubu. <laughs> now, why would you be an almond joy, Dwan? Because I have joy and I'm nutty, too. I'm nutty with it. <laughs> <laughs> you claiming it, right? <laughs> for, for me to write Stormy, I'm I'm real, I'm real uh, nutty. But I'm silly. I'm, I'm silly, and I'm really nutty. So, I and I try to bring sunshine. Now every time I eat an almond joy, I'm gonna think about you. <laughs> Good. That means I get back on the show. Absolutely, anytime. But we still have enjoyed having you here on Let's Chat. You know, you are always welcome here with Lisa and I. But before you leave the chat room, please shout out your social handles and anything else you'd like our listeners to be aware of and how they can follow you and where they can purchase your book. Okay, the book and me purchase purchase on Amazon.com. However, if you want um autographed copy, you can get it at Dwan D. Moss at yahoo.com. Just email me. Twitter is at Dwan Moss. And then, of course, my author page is Dwan D. Moss. Awesome. D-W-O-N. Do you have any events that you have coming up? Um, uh, For my um anthologies, I have a... Uh, a book signing, and I'm getting ready to have a real, real um, big book signing uh, production for Beautiful Mistake. Okay. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining, Lisa. Oh, no, no, no. I'm fine. I was about to talk about the game of love. (laughs) A game of love book signing, but that's it. Okay. Well, you just Anything you have to share with our listeners, you are more than welcome. But Lisa and I so thank you for joining us here in the chat room. And you know, Dawn, you are always welcome back here. You just hit one of us up and we'll make it happen. Okay. Thank you so much. I enjoyed you too. Oh, we enjoyed you more. You have a great evening, sweetie. You too. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye-bye. That was the wonderful Dawn Mars Johnson. You guys, make sure you get on over there and follow her on Facebook. Pick up her book. It sounds like an awesome book. She got a lot going on, and she's touching some very, very serious issues in that um, book that she has coming out, and the name of it is Beautiful Mistakes. We have the beautiful, speaking of beautiful, heavy boss lady Branch coming up. We're going to take a quick musical break, and we're going to bring the lovely lady into the chat room. You guys hang in there. We'll be right back. I want the keys to Bolivia. She's turning me on one line at a time. 
a time, once more she gone Like last yard, use the whole whip when it's strong Roll up one whip and I'm gone I want the keys to Bolivia, she turning me on One line at a time, once more she gone Like last yard, use the whole whip when it's strong Roll up one whip and I'm gone Shorty like my body, set my name first Gonna make up, go in the same purse We out here on the grind she got the same thirst, I got a mind, body, and soul, three-round burst. My soldier in heels, the breast behind the ski mask, Netflix and chill. As I roll out the weed bag, she show how she feel. You know a nigga see that, she want my attention, and she know it's time to be back. I'm always down the block, put on Mary J. Block. Hump like handles till she see a mirage. When it's deep, my rib can feel a squeeze from her thighs. I could tell that she mind by the look in her eyes. If we get caught in the act, we'll be sentenced to life. So when it's time to throw down, we don't ever think twice, taking shots at the missus, but this is my wife, so all them shots be misses, bitch, get you a life, I want the keys to Bolivia, she turning me on, one line at a time, once more she gone, like last yard, use the whole whip when it's strong, roll up one whip and I'm gone, I want the keys to Bolivia, she turning me on, one line at a time, once more she gone, like last yard, use the whole whip when it's strong, roll up one whip and I'm gone, how you doing, love? What's your name, number, and son? You so divine. Let me look at you from behind. Yeah, your body banging. Coke bottle, some type of model. Digging how when you move through the crowd, the eyes follow. Got my attention. You got my head spinning. The kind of feeling that got you tripping so revealing. Mind state of a hustler, your style so appealing. I'm looking for a trip to Bolivia if you willing. The poor taking Szechuan State and take a break from the day to day. We can get away on a holiday. Vibing, coasting, bragging, boasting. Chopping it up, back to back, blunts in motion Hugging the ocean, shopping, copping, designer Baby, tell me how that sound, I want the finer Things in life, A1 weed, papers and pipes And we can get it right I want the keys to Bolivia, she turning me on One line at a time, once more she gone Like last yard, use the whole whip when it's strong Roll up one whip and I'm gone I want the keys to Bolivia, she turning me on One line at a time, once more she gone Like last yard, use the whole whip when it's strong Roll up one whip and I'm gone, gone. Yes, welcome back, welcome back. You're listening to Let's Chat. My name is, and I am joined shortly by my beautiful and the one and only Miss Alicia. She will be with us in the chat room in just a little bit. But in the meantime and in between time, we have the beautiful Miss Terry Boss Lady Branch on the line. Hey, Terry, how hey, you doing? Hey, 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 y'all doing? <laughs> we are good. You know we are good. <laughs> That's a I'm always amped to hear thing. you guys. It's, <laughs> yes, yes. Well, well, thank you so much. For all our listeners that may not be familiar with the boss lady, you just tell them a little bit about yourself and what you do. Okay. Well, I have like 10 million jobs. Um, <laughs> I am, I mean, people refer to me as a serial entrepreneur, but I'm also an author. Um, my first love is um, hairstyling, of course. I've been doing that for umpteen years, ever since I was about mm-hmm. mm, 12, 13 years old, but professionally since I was about 20. And um, mm-hmm. 
I kind of fell in love with writing, which wasn't a um, something that I just wanted to do. It became a love of mine later on by me being influenced by some of my clients at the salon, at my salon here in Virginia. And um, mm-hmm. I wrote my first book, got great reviews, and people were liking it so much that it drove me into writing um, another book, and that's when I um, just – it just – took off from there and, and I've just been doing that but I am I have a salon here in uh, Newport News, um, Virginia but I also have in the Hampton Road area a school and um, I have a makeup line based out of here but an entertainment company based out of Virginia Beach so it, the list goes on, I got a million things I do but I love upon everybody, everybody say always transfer this energy, I don't know I just be being myself <laughs> so I'm always happy to lucky and um, I um, you know, I have two sons, and but I love them to death. So, um, mm-hmm. you know, just I'm just Terry. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, you're you're more than just Terry. You you've been a lot to many people, myself included. But um, I was telling the, our listeners at the start of the show how I was introduced to your pen with your collab with Justin. Um, yeah. Tell us a little bit how you got involved with uh, that collaboration. Well, um, I was in the middle of writing. Um, well, I had started writing a book. I wanted to do a flip-sided book, and I kept saying, mm-hmm. who can I, um, you know, I wanted a guy, I wanted to do one side from a woman's point and another side from a man's point of view. And mm-hmm. I said, who can I get that would have similar energy? It's me. And mm-hmm. um, that would, you know, put his own swing on things and, um, you know, make it his own. But so I started writing, and I decided on playing with fire would be the man's side. But fire starter came with me, came to me when the discussion with one of my um, sisters on um, the label, same label with me, and we were sitting around kind of brainstorming. I said I wanted it to be about two characters having addictions, sexual addictions. Mm-hmm. And I said, but mm-hmm. I want a, like a catchy but name that connects with it, but they don't get it at mm-hmm. first, and they think, I'm like, wait a minute. And so – I reached out to Justin and I told him my mm-hmm. vision and um, I asked him, could he write the, the guy part of it? And I told him what I want the name to be and kind of what I wanted mm-hmm. it to be about. And he just added his twist on it and we did the book and that's how it came about. Um, we actually write in the second part um, to that book as well. Um, mm-hmm. You know, we're, gonna, we're coming up with a second part to it, but I've been busy writing. I'm writing like three books right now. <laughs> Oh, in addition to everything yes. else. <laughs> yes. Now, I, am, so th- I enjoyed that book, Terry. And uh, does it matter which side you read first? Because I love the way it all came together, the way it all started and the way it came together. Yes. Um. No, it doesn't really matter which side you read first because we. I wanted mm-hmm. it. I, when I talked to him, I told him I wanted the. Um. I wanted to connect. I wanted to be able to. Um, the readers to be able to see her saying one thing from one side of the um, one side of it to singing the uh, like they read my part. I want them to be able to uh, hear her say, "Oh, I wonder what he's thinking," but him to say how he felt mm-hmm. about her on mm-hmm. his side. So I wanted the dialogue mm-hmm. to connect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, love I was just really I love excited it. about it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. I was so excited mm-hmm. about that. Um, <laughs> With the, um, I went as far as to go and sit down with a sex addiction therapist 
to mm-hmm. hear, um, to talk to him and see what he thought, um, what he would say to the to a care um a lady or a guy that came in and asked him a question. So I just went and visited him so I get the feel of the mm-hmm. office and kind of, you know, so when I can incorporate that in my writing and just from the mm-hmm. various degrees on his wall to the way he crossed his legs and kind of, you know, rocked his foot back and forth, um, mm-hmm. the furniture mm-hmm. and the feeling with that, just that feeling when you come into the office. I just wanted all that incorporated into that. So I use that mm-hmm. also for sex therapy with um, mm-hmm. that we wrote on with my publisher, Shanta Kennery. Um, mm-hmm. And um, I just, it was a useful tool um, you know, mm-hmm. something that will help me gain um, knowledge about that because I'm I'm not familiar with it totally, but what you read or something like that. So I wanted to make mm-hmm. it seem as realistic as possible. Right. And you wanted to have that authentic feel to what it is that yes. you're trying to portray to your readers. And um, now before this book, Carrie, this is still Tony, I'm sorry, we try to introduce ourselves. But before <laughs> you, you sat down and you spoke with the, the doctor, did you really feel that sexual addiction was a real addiction? Um, well, what happens is it's, um, I really went into it thinking about sex therapy, um, mm-hmm. sex therapy. And in this interview with this doctor, I learned there's a difference. Okay. It's sex addiction is when somebody's addicted and they can't stop. They just something they just keep doing. They're addicted to it. But sex therapy mm-hmm. is when you can't have, um, you have a problem having sex. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So he mm-hmm. explained all that to me, and I didn't know that. Like I was clueless right. on that. Um, and he mm-hmm. explained that to me. Mm-hmm. It was it eye opening. Did it just like take you yes. by like a like a wow moment? And yes, and you know what really was helpful with that was that he, um, he was a sex addict at a point in his life. The doctor was, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so he was able to give me the point of view from both sides. Wow, that's keeping yeah. it. So real. he was able to tell me yes, and then he was telling me about how they send um, their clients off to, you know, different um, to sit with other groups in different areas, and, and so that's why I, I, when I was making her married, um, making my character married, I'm not, um, not married, when I was making her go out, I'm thinking about sex, mm, I'm mixing them together. <laughs> when I was thinking about, because sex therapy, my character was married. So when I was looking at this, I was thinking about how she would feel or if he suggested certain things. So I, it was just really good. I really enjoyed doing that. <laughs> I really enjoyed doing that. Like, I had an appointment to see see one of my clients. She was an extern at a sex at the sex addiction therapist's office. So mm-hmm. I went when I went to see him. It was about seven in the morning. No, it was about eight in the morning. So I got up early because I had to be at my salon by nine. So I couldn't be late. So sitting in his parking lot, I'm just looking around. And it's like this eerie feeling. Like, oh my God, I hope I don't be him over here because I got some type of issue. Because <laughs> <laughs> my car is being <laughs> <laughs> so when I when he um when I I didn't know he was there because he didn't turn all the lights on outside. I guess he didn't want his clients to think he was open or anybody didn't. Mm-hmm. So when I went up 
the door to peek at the um peek in, he came up and opened the door. And it was just uh mm-hmm. eye opening um thing. I actually dedicated that book to him as well because he was so nice and so informative and, and so mm-hmm. you know, free with information and, and he told me anything else I needed to ask him. So I really encourage mm-hmm. other writers, I mean, not that I'm, you know, telling them what to do, but I really encourage them to do research. Because sometimes you do research I mean it's out for my next um for the next part of this book. I, my mm-hmm. ideas are like gonna be out of this world. Like that, that what I'm gonna put in this next portion that we because it's amazing. Because some people have been through things in their life and and don't know why um, right. um, they're right. acting in a certain way. Um, even mm-hmm. some of these people doing all this killing and stuff. Some of the people, something affected them. Some of them just being mm-hmm. mean. But then there's certain people with mental problems from that from things that happened to them in their past. And so mm-hmm. I just thought that would be a t- uh, something good to touch on. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure in your sessions, in your research sessions with him, you gained so much knowledge that it's just overwhelming to be put into one book, and you can carry that over yes. into other yes. books that you may have on yes. your on your in your um you know kitchen, yes. creative kitchen, mm-hmm. as Lisa says. <laughs> Uh-huh, uh-huh, and that's a great way to put it because um, I, when I went to see a sex addiction therapist, I used the the things that I gathered, the information I gathered from him in Playing with Fire, but I also used it in sex therapy. So sex therapy, mm-hmm. my character was married, and, and she didn't want to go to the session where her husband might, somebody might know her and tell her husband. So he had her to go in another city to a session, and it was just like the bomb. Like, it, it helped me create these characters, and like right now, for example, I'm writing Death by Chocolate. So, not the sex part, but I will use some of the knowledge I gained from this doctor that I went to see to help me with this part. I will use mm-hmm. part of that in death. It, one of my characters is going to have to go to therapy afterwards, so um, mm-hmm. I'm going to incorporate some of that stuff with that, not the sex part, but, you know, some of the other parts. Mm-hmm. Now, Terry, when you said that, I remember you asking your 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 uh, followers, your readers, about the next book that you should write, and I remember Death by Chocolate being one of those choices. Um, uh-huh. And I can't remember which one I chose. I may have chosen both. <laughs> but tell us a little bit about, about what we can expect, because I love Ooh. chocolate. Each character can't 
each one that this guy kills, they have to have a different personality. It can't be so easy for him to get. Um, they can't be all be so hard for him to get. So the way um, positioning each character, I start the book out with them in the courtroom, and he's mm-hmm. after he's caught. But then I flash back, and this guy, Ooh. this guy, he wasn't the he wasn't the most handsome in school, and he was he was again mm-hmm. ear, um, bothered when he was younger. So now he, mentally he's not there. But everybody looking mm-hmm. at him, they're like, dang, he's fine, you know, but he won't find. Mm-hmm. They didn't think he was fine back then. So he kind of got teased and tormented and stuff. And so now he dating them, but he he's doing some other oh. stuff. That, oh, if I say too much. <laughs> I love so it. I can't wait for this <laughs> Yeah, so, wow. so then they'll get to see why it's called Death by Chocolate because of something that he wanted to do all his life. When he was younger, he wanted to do mm-hmm. these things. He wanted to take them out to, like, palms and do all the dances and stuff. But nobody never wanted to really go with him. And so he always wanted to get mm-hmm. that woman that chocolates in the room. So now it's on. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just super excited about this book. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Now, now, you said you had to do some research on how to get into how a killer thinks. I can't even imagine yeah. the type of research that you would do to get into the mind of a killer. Yes, I started watching like videos of um, the just mentally gone people. Like, for example, this guy, and I don't know if y'all seen that police that cop that show when the people are in the prisons and they tell about what they, why they there and what they did. Was this one particular guy, white guy, and he mm-hmm. was saying how his mom would put him on a bus to with his dad. Dad, she just put him on a bus and sent him to the funeral by herself, and he's just talking weird and mumbling and rambling, so all the rambling, I'm taking notes, <laughs> rambling and all of that stuff. And then he was saying that um, how his mom irritated him at one point where he came, she mm-hmm. came to the room and she said, who is that you on the phone with, one of those whores? And he got so oh. irritated and he told the girl he was about to go to the movies, he said, I'm going to go in here and I'm going to kill his, you know what, and I'm going to mm-hmm. come on and take you to the movies. And he killed his mom and went to the movies afterwards. So I was like, that wow. is really sick. Somebody got affected so bad because I guess the mom hated him because she hated the daddy or whatever. I don't know. But mm-hmm. I just mm-hmm. watched them and wa- listened to their, the way they, and watched their body moving and the way they acting. And so that's how I kind of mixed that with my own vivid imagination. Um, mm-hmm. Other research I do, like watching movies and, and just coming up with my own twist to things. Mm-hmm. Now, what comes yeah. to mind, uh, Terry, when you're telling us about that? Because I love those type of shows. It's Criminal mm-hmm. Minds on TV. I absolutely love yes. that show. <laughs> uh, do you ever watch it and get some inspiration? I mean, just to see the mind of a killer talking about getting into his head. Yes, and that's the type of shows I'll late, like I'll watch when I got free time and just kind of incorporate that. And then I talk I, I, as you as, when I'm as a writer, I try my best to, to try to grow a little in each book to see growth in each one of my books. Um, mm-hmm. Nobody's perfect, but with me, I try my best to, um, I, I guess I'm my own, <laughs> my own worst critic. So if I find things that are wrong, mm-hmm. I try to push myself to go a little better the next time, a little better the next time, and then the next time. So I want to see growth. When I open my books, I'm going to be able to tell by reading them that I did something different or I, you know, took a little more time to get more in detail with it. So with that being said, with chocolate, that was one of the reasons what 
um, why it's taking me a little longer to finish that because mm-hmm. I wanted to gather um, good information to make sure things sounded right, it felt realistic, um, even though, you know, mm-hmm. it's fiction. I want to see, you know, to take the reader to that person's mm-hmm. world, that, that, that character's mm-hmm. world for a moment and make them feel mm-hmm. like, you can really feel it. You're, you you waiting, and this man about to kill this girl, and your skin, your your hair is raising up on your arm. <laughs> it's like, oh, mm-hmm. what's going on? like you're literally you know. there. <laughs> yes, yes. So I I talk to my clients, and I'll ask them. Sometimes I'll say I got two two people that that I call my beta readers. And I'll send them the email to my friends. One of them lives in Texas. Her name is Felicia, and she's been reading everything. Mm-hmm. She'll t- she t- I sent her chocolate one day, and she said, "Girl, no, he didn't kill the military lady." And see now, she didn't <laughs> call. She didn't sent me this three days later. So I'm like, "Who killed? Who? God, but God, I sent it to her. I said, "Look, you can text. Look, I just read the book, and I can't believe." She said. Girl, was that Jake in the house? Girl, I thought that was Jake. I was like, what? <laughs> she <laughs> got into it. <laughs> and she loves, she absolutely loves what I write. So I tried to ask, what we, I said, how would you feel if, if this character, they were like, girl, I just want Jake to get what's coming to him. One lady even told me, she sent me a message, she said, girl, I wish Jake get a disease and his thing fall off. Oh, <laughs> what? Oh. <laughs> they get into don't it. Kill Erica. Yeah, they'd be like, don't kill Erica. I said, okay, I'll think about mm-hmm. it. <laughs> but um, <laughs> so I, I kind of get into asking my clients, and um, aside from mm-hmm. doing research, like the, I'll ask my clients, or, and, or even some of the guys' clients, because I wanted to know with fire, I literally let some of the, our barber's clients read, like, part of it and tell me what they thought. Like, a, it might be a paragraph or two, and they'd be like, oh, I like that when that's coming out. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. So, or I awesome. like that. You know, I I kind of you can't please everybody, but I like to give right. my readers the best of me at that time, and then the next time I'm mm-hmm. gonna give them even uh, even better me. So that's what I aim to do. Mm-hmm. Now, Terry, you know you you said at the top of your interview that you have like ten million things that you're involved in. You know, you have your <laughs> hair, that you have your makeup, and you have this writing. Now, do you see yourself staying in this writing industry? Long term, is this something that we can expect to continue to see your name on the spine of a book? Yes, I love it. It's like one of my loves. Like I try to equally give my attention to um, all my loves: my the hairstyling, my actual hairline, my cosmetic line, mm-hmm. um, the writing. Um, everything. I, sometimes in between, I'm notarizing papers because I'm a notary too. So I'm doing a lot of stuff about <laughs> entertainment company here, and we do stuff mm-hmm. with that. So I try to give each one equal attention. Um, mm-hmm. I have a special time of day that I dedicate to writing, even if it's say it's my I'm the most. This is the day that I'm the most tired. I will mm-hmm. at least take 30 minutes and write something. Right. Even and right. I really try to focus on it, not just write anything, and that's why I take me a little longer, too, with chocolate, because I don't want to just mm-hmm. write anything. I want it to be good, mm-hmm. my best that mm-hmm. I can, you know, produce mm-hmm. that I can at that time. So um, I just try to equally give each one time, um, mm-hmm. like now, with my, uh, my this radio interview, it's important to me. So, I mean, I mm-hmm. got to set alarms. I'm getting old, so I got to set alarm for everything. <laughs> Look, I told the girl, I set alarm the other day to rem- <laughs> yes, I, I set an alarm the other day to remind me to get gas before I left back. <laughs> I said, 
telling me this shop house set me an alarm. She said, what? I said, girl, I didn't set an alarm because I would have got on the highway and realized I ain't had no gas. So <laughs> so I set an alarm. For this well, when you have so many things going, you need that little reminder. Yes, yes. So this was just equally important to me. This is mm-hmm. because it connects to my literary career. It collect, connects to mm-hmm. my fans. It connects to readers, whatever. So I, I felt this is very important to me. So I wanted to make sure I had time to sit down in my office and just focus mm-hmm. on this interview. So I've got all my clients done, and I came and set my happy tail down and said, let me wait and sit here and listen to the, <laughs> listen to the radio until it's my turn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, we thank you for carving out some time in your busy schedule to stand with me and Alicia here on that different. chat. Yes. <laughs> but you I, would about, never, I love you y'all. Your... Y'all just don't know. Oh, <laughs> we love you back, girl. <laughs> we really do. We yeah, really we're gonna do. be in your time. Um, we're gonna we're gonna be in Atlanta for um our cosmetic line. We just partnered with a company, um, the Glamba. So our cosmetic line and the Glamba partnered up together. So we're gonna be um mm-hmm. it's gonna be sold and we um Sheer Boss Cosmetics. It's gonna be sold and um used on the bus, um which goes mm-hmm. around and. And um, you know, and uh, service clients from everyday women all the way up to celebrities, and so we're going to be doing mm-hmm. a lot of stuff. So, um, I, I'm just excited to get mm-hmm. back, um, get there. But I'm also excited for the next event with you, ladies. So I've been anticipating. Mm-hmm. I'm just excited. I love being around <laughs> people with the same type of energy as myself, um, because mm-hmm. we help each other, we feed off each other's energy, and yes. you know, we take the world by storm like that. Absolutely, absolutely. Now, you talk about your cosmetic line, Terry. What was the mm-hmm. inspiration behind starting that in addition to your other 999 million things? <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Sheer Boss Cosmetics started out as Boss Lady Cosmetics. I changed the name okay. initially because mm-hmm. um, I it was another one, the lady off of Mob Wise, Drea, or is it Drea? Uh, I forget her name. I think it's Drea. She was. Um, mm-hmm. She had um, Lady Boss, and I didn't want people getting it confused. Um, I right. used to be back in the day, um, at least twenty, about sixteen years ago. I was looking into doing a cosmetic line, and I, I back when well, it was like almost twenty years ago, really. And I didn't <laughs> want to. Uh, <laughs> I didn't. You know, back then it was a bunch of computer stuff. You didn't. You internet stuff going on when a lot of people didn't. Um, so I didn't want to. Uh, I had to go and, like, look on bottles to get addresses and write out to some of the companies and call them with the phone numbers on the back of the bottles because I didn't know where to start. I didn't know how to get a manufacturer uh-huh. for what I wanted. Um, through uh-huh. that process, I met a guy that said he would help me, and he would never give me the information for the manufacturer because he had his own hair care line. He would always... Yeah. Tell me he would order. So I got tired. I feel like he was trying to be the middleman. So I said, you know what, I'm going to leave this alone. But I ain't going to forget it. So I always kept that book he gave me. He took all the other information out of And so some years later, I, would, I started working. I was a makeup artist anyway. So I started freelancing for MAC Cosmetics. And uh-huh. before that, I was using, like, you know, CoverGirl and all of those products. And I loved those back then. But then I met MAC. And MAC was even better. So I got a chance to see what type of product I wanted, how I wanted it to feel, and all that. And right. so later, I decided, let me just start this up again. And that was, some, that was like 2014. 
Now, keep in mind, mm-hmm. it was way back in 2003 or 2000, no, no it wasn't 2000, it's was probably like two, 1998, I can't remember, mm-hmm. but anyway, um, that I was trying to, now I let it alone, but when 2014 came, I decided I'm going to try it again. So as I'm doing this, I'm getting people asking me, can they partner with me? With me? I got people to ask me, could they invest in my company? And they really right. believed in me. And so I had large investors to come and invest, and that made me feel good. And so I knew I wanted paraben-free because they say that linked to cancer. They haven't proven it, but they say it could be. So I didn't want anything like that. I didn't want to be animal allergy tested because I love my puppy. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want mm-hmm. it to be um, non – I wanted it to be non-comedogenic because I didn't want it clogging pores. I wanted it to be um, – because with all that going on, I love makeup, and I didn't want it – I wanted it to be something I could wear because I'm allergic to everything. And I wanted something right. that I would be proud to wear. So being a makeup artist and knowing how I wanted it to feel and how the staying power I wanted it to have, I mm-hmm. took all of that and just started it. I said, my, I used to be scared to jump double dutch. And my grandma said, you got to <laughs> jump in there. You might get hit with one of the ropes, but eventually you're going to get it. So that's what I did. I had just jumped on in there, and I just started mm-hmm. living on feet, jumping at double dutch for that makeup. And it's been, we mm-hmm. just finished sending orders to Dubai. We have orders that's been wow. going out to Canada, um, L.A. The people, girls in L.A. be really supporting us. And I was so proud when I saw it. I was ready to cry because when I first initially did it, me and my partners, um, I gained the partners that I um, didn't even know I was going to have, and which we are great mm-hmm. partners and everything. And I decided, okay, I've talked to these. I'm going to do it in a store here, in a mall here. But then I said, you know mm-hmm. what, I'm going to test the market and go online first. Because then it's like opening a store in every city, every state, every country. Because you're open, right. making yourself have a broader market. And people are trying to tell me what to do. But I say, my mom always says, walk with your own feet, think with your own mind. So I always think about exactly. that. that you gotta, if you feel that it's going to work this way, try it that way. If you fall, get up the step off, try it another way. So we are mm-hmm. going to open a physical store eventually. But right now, testing the market gets people to know who you are. Because if you open a store, mm-hmm. you got overhead. Don't nobody know you yet. So you got to take chances right. with them. But with the online store, it's different. You're getting those sales. Mm-hmm. You're doing everything you need to do. You're building your name. You're building your brand. And then open those stores. So we're going to open one here, but we're also going to open one in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's what started. And it, it's just been amazing ever since. So everything that I touch with that branding myself, has grown my right. T-shirts. I I had stopped putting them up for a little while because I was doing my le- um the le- getting the logistics straight. I wanted to make sure everything mm-hmm. legally, my my trademarking and uh, my my copyrights and all that stuff was in place. And so when I put them back mm-hmm. up, oh my God, they took off even more. So I mean, I, wow. I can't even leave Atlanta without those shirts selling. People ask me, can I get a shirt? Can I get a shirt? Because it's the message behind it, and and right. and it's a true message from my heart, not not something that I just made up to get it to sell. Mm-hmm. It's something that came from my heart. I I, I mm-hmm. mean, people always ask, how are you so successful? I said, I don't know. I'm just, I'm just praying. He was like, well, I said, mm-hmm. okay, well, what I thought of is if you want to be a boss, you got to pray like a boss, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and That's so right. it just came and it took off. So everything that connects to that. So now they think the T-shirts connect with the cosmetic line, which it doesn't, but the brand mm-hmm. is selling itself. Mm-hmm. Well, you have to do it from the heart, else it won't. You won't put your passion behind yes. it. You won't put the work behind it. So you have to be passionate about what it is that you do. And that's what Alicia and I love doing here on Let's Chat. We love hearing. 
the passion behind what I just do because you never know who may be listening. You may be touching a spark within them to get their mm-hmm. passion going. So we so absolutely you sharing that. Yes, um, I I didn't mind at all because when I speak to people, when I do um I do um motivational speaking, and when I do speak mm-hmm. with people, they love hearing my story and they love hearing, mm-hmm. uh, because some people are sitting there and it's a dream, but they scared to jump out there and they see mm-hmm. little old me <laughs> or somebody mm-hmm. else that has done it, then that might trigger right. them to go ahead and move forward, and so it's, that's why exactly. I love hearing. I love sharing. Exactly. Exactly. Well, we so appreciate you. I'm going to give you a fun question. You know, I've tried to give <laughs> a fun question before we wrap our interviews up. And your fun question yes. is going to have to do with your hairstyle part of your 10 million job. <laughs> <laughs> now, your fun question is if you were one of the tools that you use daily, you know, the tools that you do make these women beautiful, even more beautiful. Which tool would it be and why? I would have to say my shears, my cutting Ooh. shears. Because now, I'm, why I'm is so, that? Because I'm so silly and I'm always cutting up, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> this is Tony. I, I'm, this is Tony. I, Lisa, I'm sorry. I should have been saying I'm sorry. Y'all, y'all, y'all sound so much alike. Y'all sound so much alike. <laughs> Now, it's interesting yes. that you say the shears because, you know, I get my hair done on a weekly basis. And sometimes I hate seeing them shears come out, but I know I need uh-huh. them. <laughs> so I love the correlation that you're always cutting up. I love that. Yes, because I'm always, my clients love me because I'm so silly. And we lo- I love to joke, make people feel at home and comfortable. And I have all my hairstyling um, reviews, I have like mm-hmm. 394 reviews and po- mm-hmm. all positive. All of them. Oh. I have one. One. I have mm-hmm. one that's not. Mm-hmm. But all 393 mm-hmm. of them are positive five-star reviews. And most people wow. say, I love her personality because I like to laugh and joke. Because hair is our glory, number one. And some women may come in and they might have an area where um, they have a problem with their hair and, you know, a problem mm-hmm. area, some, you know, maybe an area to stand in or something. And then they feel uncomfortable initially because they're nervous. And so I warm mm-hmm. them right on up. So that's why I said those mm-hmm. shears because I'm always cutting up. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, you know, that's, and it's very personal when you come in and you, in a room full of women when you want to feel like, you know, you're that stay in the shadow. So it's so important to, to be put at ease. So yes. I'm sure the women so love you for doing that for them. Yes, and I enjoy doing that. I just love making people beautiful, bringing up their inner beauty. Mm-hmm. Well, Terry, we so appreciate you for carving out some time to share with Alicia and I. But before you go, please shout out to, and, as to all your businesses and where they can buy your products, your books, and anything else you'd like to share with them. Okay. Well, I'll start with our cosmetic line. Um, you can um, visit our online store at www.sheers.com. H e e r b o s s cosmetics dot com, mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. you can also get my books on any major retailer, including Walmart now. Um, you can visit them oh, and just so. type my name. But a lot of times people spell my name wrong, and it's T e r r i e branch. Mm-hmm. If you type that in, it'll come up, or the titles, it will come up. Um, mm-hmm. My Facebook pages: um, Arthur Terry Branch, 
and Terry Boss Lady Branch is my personal page, Boss Lady being one word. And um, mm-hmm. Instagram is Arthur underscore Terry, T-E-R-R-I-E underscore L for my middle name, underscore Branch for my last name. Um, mm-hmm. We have an entertainment company, Playdate Hampton Roads. You can visit it at www.playdateus.com forward slash Hampton Roads. And mm-hmm. um, am I leaving out anything? And my hairstyling, you can find me on Style Seed, and that is mm-hmm. um, under Terry Branch. If you type in Terry Branch and Hampton Roads, that would come up. Um, my mm-hmm. books, I have um, a website as well, and it's www.arthurterrylbranch.weebly w e e b l y dot com. And I think that's it. I think that's it. (laughs) Well, they can follow you if you forgot anything. They can follow you, and I'm sure they'll find whatever it is that they may have missed or didn't hear. Well, we thank you so much. You guys are listening to Let's Chat. That's the beautiful, the one and only Miss Terry I.E., Boss Lady (laughs) Grant. Make sure you follow her. And if you missed any of our interview, as Lisa says, no worries. Just hit up our archives at blogtalkradio.com and hear the entire interview, as well as the beautiful lady before her, Miss Juan Moss Johnson. Terry, thank you so much for joining me. Alicia, we so appreciate you. And you enjoy the rest of your evening. (laughs) You too. I love you guys, and I'll see you guys soon, okay? Okay, we love you more. Take care. Thank you. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. Once again, that was Terry Boss Lady Breast. If you missed any interview, just hit up our archives, and you can hear the entire interview as well as Dawn Moss Johnson. We have the lovely LaJill Hunt coming up as soon as we come from this musical break, so you guys get ready, and we're going to talk to LaJill. Hold on, everyone. We'll be right back. Oh, okay, okay, we fresh, 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 we fresh,
so cold, make it hard for these rappers to breathe. Now I'm getting money by the boatload. You can read, ain't no caption with these. 15 nigga chicks in the mansion. New team on the map expansion. Why your chick looking at me? She look like Delilah, you look like Samson. From the block to the pen to the penthouse. Had a bucket, now I pull bent out. I went from ashy to classy. Real diamonds, but yours look glassy. Three butt naked women in the hot tub. It's a process, get my young jock rub. Nine months later, got the game knocked up. We don't need help, got the game locked up. You thinking that you better than me? You must be on lean like the Tower of Pisa. Cause you gon' need an army of ghost riders. And you gon' need the power of Jesus. I ain't voting for the Trumps or the Clintons. Or the propaganda they spitting. I'ma get this money, keep winning. I'ma get this money, keep winning. We first to death, we first to death. Like a funeral home. We first to death, we first to death. Like a funeral home. We first, we first, we first, we first. We fresh, we fresh, okay, okay. We fresh, 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 okay. Hey, dig this and get this understood. If you don't know one thing about Ike burning that breeze of money team, you better know every time you see us, we stay fresh. From the cars, the clothes, the shoes, the hoes, to them blue face hunt done. Nigga, we fresh. We stay fresh like a brand new bar soap, partner. BMT for life. We win. Yes, that's new music from the one and only Ike Breeze. The name of that is Refresh. Make sure you get on over there to iTunes and pick something that you enjoy listening to. Now, our next guest is in the chat room. Hey, LaJelle, how are you? Wonderful. How are you? We are good. We are good. Thanks so much for joining us on this chat this evening. Thank you for inviting me. I'm so happy to be here. Oh, you are so welcome. This is Tony, and Lisa's going to be joining us shortly. But in the meantime, please share with our listening audience. Uh, tell them a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do and your great latest collab. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. I am originally from Mobile, Alabama. I am mm-hmm. a single mom of some amazing daughters. I currently reside in Virginia Beach, Virginia where uh, I'm actually writing full-time now. And um, my latest collab is Grand Opening 2 with Carl Weber. Awesome. Now, how did that come to fruition? Um, Well, many, many years ago, when Mm -hmm. Carl first started his imprint, Urban Books, I was his first author. I was actually his protege. So Drama Queen was my first novel, and it was the first book released under Urban Books. Mm -hmm. So that's how far Carl and I go back. Um, Mm -hmm. And so when he started, uh, when he started the family business, I was actually a fan of the series. And so, of course, Grand Opening is the prequel series for the family business, and he just invited me to be a part of the project because he knew that I was a fan because we had many conversations mm-hmm. regarding, like, the characters. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now tell us a little bit about what the family business is about. The family business is about the Duncan family. Um, it's Elsie, his wife Chippy, and his children, Junior, Orlando, Vegas, 
Paris, and Rio. All mm-hmm. of their children are named after these places that they visited on vacation, actually. Um, and oh. the Duncan family actually own a luxury car business. They own luxury car dealerships in New York. And mm-hmm. <clears throat> what people will be surprised to find out is this luxury car dealership is actually a front because they are some of the biggest narcotic distributors in the nation. <laughs> so it's really just oh. a front. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So wow. It's, it's all about, you know, the the the, the high. It's a, it's kind of like a double edged sword. You get the the glimpse of the high uh, corporate insight of these business deals, but then you have the underbelly dealings of like narcotics as well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Wow. That's the, my kind of the, my kind of read. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So is it set in is set in New York? The story is set in New York itself. Yes, the family business is actually set in New York, and then the prequel series, which is the grand opening, is about how they got their start in Waycross, Georgia. Mm. So it actually goes back to um, the seventies when Elsie first graduated from college, and grand opening and grand opening too. Mm-hmm. And it's all about how, you know, they got their start. They actually started out, you know, he graduated from college, and as his graduation gift, his brothers kind of gave him a service station. And he worked on cars, and he uses business sense to kind of, you know, take the the, – because his brothers were number runners and weed dealers, and they took that money, flipped it, opened the dealership, and expanded the drug business all at the same time. Mm Mm-hmm. Now it sounds like you know Leisha and I talk about ha- an author having a um, a universal pen, and we love stories that have different genres all mixed up into one book. And this mm-hmm. sounds like it has a little bit of street lit, it has a little bit of drama, suspense. Um, would you kind of characterize that book and yes. that flavor? Exactly, and it has a little bit of romance too. Oh, see, got some more thrown in there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that just shows the growth of a of an author's pen and the the depth that they can touch to bring a good book to their readers' hands. Yes, because you're gonna get a high speed car chase. You're gonna get um, a fight between um, a father and a son. You're gonna get a mm-hmm. uh, romance between their brother and his new wife and. You know, another brother maybe having infertility issues, so you have like that emotion-driven storyline there. Mm. All in mm-hmm. Wow! <laughs> now, how long have you been writing, Michelle? Since two thousand and three. Since two thousand and three. So you've been in this business. You've seen some changes, both good and bad. Uh yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> but what has been the most the most joyable part of being an author for you? Um, the most enjoyable part is being able to create, to just create something that you are just in love with while you're creating it. Mm-hmm. And then to have a reader be just as much in love with it while they read it as 
you were in love with why you wrote it, pretty much. Because mm-hmm. it's like, you feel like, oh, we're kindred spirits. Like, you feel the same way I do when I created that, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and on the flip side, I know, right? And on the flip side, since becoming an author, have you ever had a what the hell am I doing moment? <laughs> oh, yeah. I put my pen down, actually, for, for a minute. Really? Mm-hmm. I put my pen down. And I was like, I'm done. I'm tired. Like, I can't deal with this business anymore. I was mm-hmm. just done. Mm-hmm. And it now, was some... it a, as a result of it, of what was going on in the industry? It really was, because it, it was just craziness going on at the time. And I just, I didn't mm-hmm. want, I lost, I became so caught up in the drama of the book world that I forgot about my love of writing and why I why mm-hmm. I started writing in the first place. Mm-hmm. So. That, that kind of, okay. that kind of leads into my next question as to what scares you the most or concerns you the most on being able to have some type of longevity in the business. The lesson that I learned when I when I put my pen down and then uh, why I picked it up again, I never mm-hmm. started writing for the business. I never started writing to be published. That was never my goal. I wrote because I love to write, and mm-hmm. I loved for because at the time the only people that were reading what I was writing were the people that work with me. And I did it to mm-hmm. kind of entertain us at work. And I did it to create a positive work environment. <laughs> right. Since so, you're there, right? <laughs> right. And so now I, I, as long as I do what I do for the right reason instead of the right reaction, I mean, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, I'll stay grounded and stay focused. Mm. That's positive. Do what you do for the right reason and the right reaction. Now, you know, you've been in the business almost 15 years. What advice mm-hmm. would you give a young author that's listening just to keep that passion, to keep that drive, to keep that focus on trying to stay in the business? Right. Remember why you, first of all, if you're writing a book to get paid or to get famous or, you know, to get likes or anything like that, yeah, there's, there's no reason for you to even get in this game because Mm -hmm. that's not what it's about. Readers are very um, serious about what they read and they can read right through who's just doing it just to, you know, Mm -hmm. that you can tell when a writer is like a dollar. Right. Yes. So if that's what your goal is, you're not going to be successful. However, mm-hmm. if your goal is to write a great story that you feel in your in your spirit and you're doing it because of the love of the craft of writing, <laughs> mm-hmm. and you, it shouldn't matter whether you sell one book or 100,000 books. If right. that one person that bought that book tells you, like, oh, my God, this story was amazing and I loved it and I, I just appreciate you for writing it, then – you mm-hmm. you've done what you set out to do, so you mm-hmm. have to look at it as to do it because you have the love of writing, not because you know. Make sure you're writing mm-hmm. for the right reason. Mm-hmm. Because that's, if that's not, that's a good point. Yeah, you you're gonna get 
If somebody gives you a bad review, you're going to get discouraged and you're going to quit. If something goes wrong with your publisher, then you're going to put your pen down and quit. I mean, you, you have to do it for the – you have to look beyond anything that could possibly go wrong and do it mm-hmm. for the right reason. Mm-hmm. That's true. And on the same uh, – and in the same vein that you know, this is still Tony. I'm sorry, I gotta make sure I, I <laughs> let you know who you, which one you're talking to. But in the same vein, do you think that social media plays a really, really big and important role in how the the literature world is seen today, especially in that culture? Uh, definitely. Social media, social media is a double edged sword too. It. It allows you to market yourself and, and let people know what you have going on or you have a book dropping or, you know, I'll be here at this place or I'll be there. Um, so in that aspect, it's a good thing. But mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. on the flip side, social media is becoming bombarded because not only are, do you have a book dropping, but you – Sometimes you slip between the cracks because it, the market is so saturated with this person has a book and that person has a book and this person has a book and they'll be at a book signing and they're doing mm-hmm. this and they're winning this award and they're making this list and this and that and the other. Mm-hmm. That's so, true. And, yeah. and like, where do you spend your dollars? Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's so true. Now I have a question, um, Joe. As you see, as you saw yourself really emerging and becoming an author in this world, who were the veterans that you looked to and that you watched how they moved? Were there any veterans that you watched uh, and even still watch today? Yeah. Um, Carl, of course, because he was my mentor at the time. Um, mm-hmm. Victoria Christopher Murray. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh! Totally, totally. <laughs> You know, uh, I actually take her writing classes right now. I take, like, craft of writing and self-editing. And anytime Victoria offers a class, I'm in there. (laughs) But um, because I believe in learning from the master, like, really. Mm -hmm. Like, she's mastered the craft of writing. And if she's willing to teach that and share that knowledge, then you'd be crazy not to take it. You're so Um, right. You know, that's, that's powerful right there. Yeah. I mean, she's one of the best editors in the game right now and if she's teaching Mm -hmm. a self-editing class holy crap you'd be crazy not to take (laughs) it (laughs) that's so true that's true and in that same vein legit i don't know if you realize it but this is tony lisa and i take her classes i'm one of the editors y'all already know y'all already know we were in class together Yes, we were. We try to get in there, like you say, whenever we can. When she teaches yes. class, she done banned us from coming because we do there every time. Exactly. <laughs> yes. But, you know, and that's another thing I would tell, like, up-and-coming authors. Okay, I'll have to be very careful. Mm-hmm. Because um, that's, that's a that's what a lot of – let's see. Writing classes are being offered a lot these days. Right. Be careful who you allow to teach you. Mm. If you're – I encourage you to take the writing to improve on your – to improve your on your craft because you, you have to, you know – continue to to learn. I believe in that 150%. Uh-huh. 
Uh-huh. However, when you jump out there and you take a class on how to get published or how to write or release your book or this and that and the other, make, look at the credentials of your teacher. Like you can't even teach in a classroom without having some type of credentials. Uh-huh. So before you sign up for a class, make sure whoever is going to be teaching the class has the credentials to teach what it is that they're going to be teaching. Exactly. So, it's just a waste of time. It's not. And the, the classes are not cheap that these people are out here are offering. That's, that's right. And that's another yeah. thing that people just get in the business for a dollar. You know, you have to be authentic in what it is that you're teaching instead of just putting the price out there and you come talk about something that's yeah. not of substance. Exactly. Because if you only have one book out, I don't think you can teach me and don't get me wrong, I'm not knocking anybody who only has one book out, but you you have to have more than one book out to teach someone else the business of publishing and the business of writing. You know, it's a mm-hmm. it's an art to it. It's true. It really is. And also, it really is. And, you know, I'm one of uh, Victoria's editors, and she always opens my eyes, and she's always in my head when I'm editing. Because she drops jewels. She drops major jewels, jewels of substance that sticks with you. And you can have taken a class a year ago, but she's still in your head telling you and is guiding you and instructing you. So that's just yes. the remnant of being able to have someone in your life that's literally teaching you. And it's a continual teaching experience that you have. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, I encourage new new authors to – Understand those vets, those literary vets that have 20 and 30 books under their belt and that mm-hmm. are current editors and are currently, they they run publishing houses. Those are the people mm-hmm. that you need to take classes from because right. they're, they've shown and they've proven and they've kind of been through the, the valleys and the, the, the peaks and the valleys mm-hmm. and they know what they're talking about. Exactly. They've come across just about some of everything. <laughs> yes. They can tell you about marketing and typesetting and, you know, all of that. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Exactly. It's, it's a lot that goes into putting a book into a reader's hands. It's it, not it just is. downloading it to Amazon and think you got a, the next bestseller. <laughs> exactly. And it, like you said, Victoria <laughs> dropped some jewels. Victoria, yes, she does. taught me. That and I've I've written several books. I've been doing this since two thousand three, and it never dawned mm-hmm. on me that one of the most important things in your in your book is your first sentence, because it's the mm-hmm. first thing that people are gonna read. That's right, and you want them to continue to read. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Now, Lejo, you have something going on this weekend. You want to share with our, our listening audience? Yes, um, the MVP awards that are being hosted by Monique Hall, the MVP Publishing in Atlanta, are going to be held at the Zen Garden. Um, on Saturday, we'll be at Clark Atlanta University's homecoming uh, at the Barnes & Noble. We'll be there uh-huh. all day. Uh, the red carpet for the awards starts at 645 at the Zen Garden, and the awards start at 8 o'clock. And um, mm-hmm. Quan is being um, honored along with 
so many several other amazing authors. Um, some new, mm-hmm. some vets. They're honoring book clubs and publishers and uh, social media uh, managers and like it's just kind of like a a book family reunion, <laughs> so to speak. Absolutely. As Alicia and I were nominated. I actually flew into Atlanta today, so she oh, she and I would be there this weekend. We were nominated for Best Blog Talk Radio Show. Yes. <laughs> yeah, so we're excited, and uh, I'll get to see you. Thank you. Congrats right back to you, girl. Thank you. So it's going to be a great weekend. I'm excited. Uh, I'm just a little tired from flying and being up all night, but I'm here to enjoy it. I and know to just that's right. support. And yes. just, to, just to be in the same vein as the nominate, the nominees, you know, just to be in yeah. that same realm, it's an honor. It really is. It really is. It is it's truly mm-hmm. just, I tell people all the time, like, I'm blessed. I'm, I am mm-hmm. truly, truly blessed. Because this time last year, I mean, if anybody would have told me that I'd be doing this right now, I'd be like, I'll, and and God is so strategic. Like, he's so strategic. Mm-hmm. And I just thank him. Yes. Quicker than quicker. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, I'm looking forward to meeting you this weekend. Yes. I'm going to make sure I, I shout you out. But please, before you leave the chat room, I'm going to give you a fun question as well. Now, if okay. you were, I like we we started off, if you were a piece of candy, what would you be and why? Oh, what would I be and <laughs> why? <laughs> I was a piece of candy. Ooh. Hmm. I would be mm-hmm. an apple jolly rancher. Oh. Yeah. see you the second apple jolly rancher we've had in two weeks. <laughs> Now tell us why you want to be an Apple Jolly Rancher. <laughs> Apple because it is my all-time favorite flavor Jolly Rancher. Mm-hmm. And whenever I have one, I make sure it lasts a long, 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 long time. <laughs> so I want to be everybody's favorite for a long, 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 long time. Now, 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 Legia, you know those Apple Jolly Ranchers can kind of make you slobber sometimes because they'd be so good. Yes, that's me, that's me, that's what I want to be, that's what I want to be. I'm just saying, I know I'm not the only one that's slobber with a Jolly Rancher. Yes, I want you to wipe the side of your mouth, wipe the side of your mouth like, ooh, yes, yes. (laughs) That's that sweet tart taste. Yes. Oh, that's so good. That's so good. Now I got to go find Lisa. You got a Jolly Rancher in here. Yes. <laughs> but good. Thank you so much for sharing some of your Thank busy, busy time so, here on this chat. So much for having me. You're welcome. Shout out to social handles and where they can buy your book and anything else you'd like to share with our listening audience. Okay. Um, social handle. I am available on Facebook. I have a personal page and a fan page. Whichever one you want to join, I don't care. Um, if you want to look, look, my fan page is for just book stuff. My personal page, I'm sorry. I just put it all out there, like, whatever I feel like mm-hmm. putting up, you know. Um, mm-hmm. And um, also on my personal page, I share a lot because I have one daughter in college and one that's a senior in high school, and I am battling the whole 
college scholarship mm-hmm. and acceptance, all of that. So as I find tidbits of information, I'm I'm putting that on my mm-hmm. on my uh on my personal page. I'm giving tidbits about okay. you know higher education, and I'm an HBCU fanatic, so anytime I find out anything about any HBCU, I put it on my page as well. Um, mm-hmm. On Twitter, I am LL Cool Jill, at LL Cool Jill, and on Instagram, I am at LA Cool Jill, and my website mm-hmm. is com. It's currently under construction, so, but awesome. yeah. And they can buy your books on Amazon? Buy the books on Amazon, Target, Walmart. Yeah. Any any okay. uh major retailer or where books are sold. And they mm-hmm. are available at um with Kim Got Book Night. And mm-hmm. um why is her uh, I'm just drawing a blank and I'm looking right at their bookstore. <laughs> oh god. Why can't I think of the name of her bookstore? I'm so sorry, Kim. Please don't be listening. <laughs> they can find it on your site, though, right? Yes, they can. Yes. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Well, Jill, we look forward to meeting you this weekend. And once again, Yay. congratulations to you. Thank you so and, uh, much. I appreciate it. You are very welcome. And we'll see you later. Enjoy the rest of your evening. I'll see you on Saturday. Go your, yes, go get your Sally Rancher, girl. <laughs> I'm about to go right now. <laughs> Well, thank All you right. once again, Bye, Miss Tony. Bye, Lisa. <laughs> Bye, sweetie. <laughs> Have a great evening. You too. <laughs> that was a lovely, lovely little girl. Make sure you get out there and pick up her latest book and follow her. And while you're over there, pick up anything else that has her name on it. You will not be disappointed. Once again, this is Tony, and I am joined by my one and only best co-host, Miss Lisa. We will be back next week, you know, like Jill said, it's a lot going on here in Atlanta this weekend. So we'll be involved with the awards. So there will be no show tomorrow, but we will be back next Thursday, 7 p.m. live. We thank you for joining us. We've had some wonderful ladies on tonight. We started the show with Juan Moss Johnson and then the beautiful Miss Terry Boss Lady Branch, and we wrapped up with LaJelle Hunt. If you missed any of those interviews, no worries. As Lee said, you just hit up our archives at blogtalkradio.com and anywhere, any podcast. I'm trying to do justice to Lisa's bill. <laughs> and just look up, let's chat. We will see you guys next week. Enjoy your weekend. Good night, everybody.
Cause I ain't in no rush, but you can get it right now You got me on my head, about to fall off You know I'm trying to fight it, but it's all I hear thirsty feet, but my baby be perfect, yeah, got it, yeah, worth it, that's a start. Like every time we be chillin', on me I swear he can get it, he rolled it up and I lit it, how you got me all in my, got me all in my feelings, I don't even know what the deal is, but you better know that I'm trippin', on these chicken heads will be tippin', tryin' to creep up all on my n- cause they recognize me the realest, they recognize me the illest, oh my god, god. 